You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 393 of Podcateers. This week we talk about some of the things that we got for Christmas. Plus we talk Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Quick warning, this episode does contain spoilers, but don't worry, we will let you know when they're coming in case you want to stop listening and come back to the episode once you're caught up. If you're already caught up and want to join the conversation, we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. Joining is super simple, just head on over to podcateers.com slash 393 and click on the Discord logo on that page to join us. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, just search for Podcateers. Before we do the podcast thing, we'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our exclusive happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, well, this is the last episode of 2021, and although it's been another crazy year, we just want to say thank you. Throughout the year, we've received messages from people saying that they're thankful for our podcast because it helped them get through some tough times, and honestly, you listening did the same thing for us again, so we're extremely thankful for all of you. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your week. We're hopeful that 2022 will be a much more positive year and that we'll move forward even further. So have a safe and happy new year and cheers to a better 2022. Here is episode 393 of Podcateers. Mega Evolve my Charizard, wasted the 200 candies it's taken me to to collect over the last year. You know, no big. Right, right. And then I completely forgot about the damn. Oh, that hurts. That hurts because <laughs> I know that's a lot, a lot of walking, a lot of effort, yes. a lot of time. <laughs> Can I just say that that song now has another meaning, especially after they used it in Hawkeye? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're going to be definitely talking about Hawkeye later on in the episode because so many good things are happening in the Marvel Universe that, oh, yeah, we got to talk about it. We didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Hawkeye yet. The Doctor Strange trailer is fairly new uh, for anybody that's seen uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You had an opportunity to watch that trailer as well, but... We will be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, the Hawkeye finale. So this is going to be a very spoiler-filled episode. We'll give you a warning if you haven't seen those yet because it's, I'm telling you, so much good stuff so is good. happening. <laughs> I got, oh, I can't contain my excitement. But yep. that's going to be later in the episode. Uh, so I'm going to quit lamenting over this uh, Pokemon that I was unable to raid for. There's going to be other raids. I just, the only thing that hurts is the fact that I jumped the gun on my Mega Evolve. If 
I knew everybody was jumping in. That's when I should have mega evolved. And I'm telling you, those mega candies are not easy to come by. But no, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But at least you have something to battle someone else. And you're going to you will be getting those wins somehow. Well, not really, because the Mega Evolve only lasts eight hours. And then it goes back to a regular one. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. I thought uh, this was my very first time Mega Evolving anything, Mm -hmm. right? Because I haven't really been playing all that much. So, uh, yeah, I recently picked it up again. I've been playing a lot more in the last two or three weeks. You know, I've been going out a little bit more. And I figured, okay, there's going to be a lot of Pokestops and a lot of gyms in the areas that I'm going to be. So I thought, okay. Might as well play. Might as well try to catch up. But anyway, uh, again, enough Pokemon talk. I Let's agree. Move on. Hey. <laughs> Andrew doesn't play, so he I doesn't don't know his Pokemon. struggles. Man, my my Pikachu is really <laughs> itching to fight a Squirtle. I don't know. That's I I I know four Pokemon. And but you it's gotta, true, they are. And you this gotta just catch reminded them all. me of yeah. when we would talk and Gavin wouldn't know either. Oh, <laughs> Poor, <yeah>. guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor <laughs> guy. The look of confusion would sometimes glaze yeah. over his face. And whenever we would change subject, he's like, Disney now, right? Yeah? Good. <laughs> all right. I know I know that one. <laughs> I can Miss at least buddy. take it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Again, we're going to be talking about some Marvel stuff later on in the episode. There's been a couple of things that I I just wanted to get your thoughts on that are happening in the parks. It's a small world holiday is extending the period that it's going to be available. So an additional two weeks have been added to the Disneyland app calendar because of what happened with the flooding. There was a lot of people that were upset that they didn't get a chance to enjoy it. So if you have an opportunity to visit the parks again in January you will have an opportunity to ride. It's a small world holiday, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Not happening with Haunted Mansion holiday, but I mean, it didn't break down. So no. I, I guess they're just going to proceed with changing it back on time, which, you know, seems like something they would want to do in October, November, but whatever. That's not what we're here <laughs> to talk about. And it's not even happening with the Jingle Cruise, which hasn't gone back in like five years. What gives, man? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, Kevin Lively was responsible for Jingle Cruise. Well, I mean, and look what happened to him. I know. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I it recently is. ordered uh, a book that he wrote. Uh, I'm pretty excited because I went to pick it up not too long ago. It's available on his Etsy shop. It's a like a cute little story uh, about like a like a hippopotamus. I bought it for myself, you know, just mm-hmm. because I one I wanted to support Kevin. Uh, you know, he's a really talented guy, and you know, I love when you know artists and Imagineers put out these side projects because it's passion stuff, right? It's not Definitely. anything directly related to Disney. But the book is the Von Blowhole Miracle Shut Eye Sleep Method, but- and I won't I won't tell you a lot about the book. Uh, but it is a children's book. I think it's uh, it's funny, it's charming, and I'm actually going to be ordering a second copy to send to my godkids because I I would give them my copy, but damn it, it's my copy. 
So right. I'm not, <laughs> not going to give that one up. Uh, so yeah, you can go to skipperkevin.com and you can get a signed copy. But yeah, it was like 20 bucks. It's a great purchase. And again, you know, you're supporting an artist and, you know, these passion projects that they work on. So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Jingle Cruise, definitely miss it. I think it's a wonderful addition that, you know, still happens at Walt Disney World. But getting it back here at Disneyland, I think, would be nice to have it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went the the first year, and they were, like, giving out posters, which was kind of cool. Like, Jingle Cruise posters. I have one of those somewhere. I, I never got a Jingle Cruise poster, and I went the first year. I don't know. I must have, must have been, like, the right day or something. It was, like, 11 by 17 little poster for the Jingle Cruise. Ooh. It was great. I have it somewhere. Somewhere. Hmm. I do miss the audio, the music. It. Like, the cue music, it's so cute because it would mix, mm-hmm. like, the Christmas music. But it also reminds me of indie, so it's, like, an extended version of that. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, next year when we're making decisions about what to do in the park, I have a image that I want to talk about later on that... Ah, oh, man, I don't want to say it yet because we haven't gotten into spoiler territory. But anyway, remind me, and we'll talk okay. about this image that wraps into all of this, by the way. Let's talk about some Christmas stuff. I know last week we talked about things that we got for ourselves for Christmas, and you know we didn't get a chance to talk about what we got from other people because you know it hadn't happened yet. Christmas mm-hmm. just had not happened by when we had recorded, so... Did you get any cool Disney stuff that you want to share? Um, yeah, I got my wife got me lots of fun little, little Disney little Disney <laughs> things. I got a couple. Um, oh, first off, I got a kind of bittersweet gift of a tombstone for my annual pass. <laughs> so it looks to be three D printed or or carved or something plastic. Um, it says in loving memory, AP beloved by all. 1984 to 2021. Um, so that will, it has a pl- place to mount your pass right in the middle. So that one, I thought that was really funny. So that's cute. I need um, one of those in my life. Yeah. They're on Etsy somewhere. Um, uh, if we find, if I get, I can get the link from my wife and she can, I'll send it over to you and you can put it in the notes or something. But it's Sweet. very silly. Um, I got a couple uh, stickers. Got some Haunted Mansion stickers, um, some patches, uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters patch. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's not a lot of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters merch out there. No, um, no, there isn't. So I think I have a pin somewhere, but that's a very underrated attraction. One of my one of my go-tos is Buzz Lightyear. Um, colorful anyway, one, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emperor's New Groove, it's the, the vial with the llama. Poison. Oh, nice. Um, an indie sign patch, the the uh, Temple of Forbidden Eye. Which I need like yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I'll get that link too. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then I got this uh, uh, last patch is a shrunken Ned patch. And this was one that um, I ordered for myself from my wife. <laughs> I said, hey, I want this. And she's like, order it for yourself and send it to me and I'll wrap it for you for Christmas. Like, okay. Um, Deal. <laughs> but then this was, nice. I realized after this, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but um, I was going through eBay and, you know, I have my saved searches for all the stuff that I like on eBay. So uh, Temple of Forbidden Eye, Solid Tours, Aladdin Musical Spectacular, uh, Shrunken Net is one of my searches. And so, I had um, 
but you know, I get a daily thing when stuff's new. It's new, Shrunken Ned, and I see a piece of like art. It's like art on like a wooden board or something, like print in like like Mod Podge Don or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but um, I click on. It, I'm like, man, this looks really familiar. What's why do I recognize this art like so much? And then I think about it, and I look, and I'm like, I think I drew this. <laughs> and um, so I go, so I go and I look at like go through my files and I'm like, yep, that's the same thing I drew. And so um, back in the high school, you know, I had lots of friends that were big into like deviant art and stuff. I'm like, oh well, I like to take pictures and stuff. I'll make a deviant art, and you know, I'll have some friends on there and do whatever you do on there. I didn't really do much, but I I drawn this uh, shrunken Ned. It's basically a. a a copy of like what's on the back of the card and um i'd drawn it and then put it in photoshop and like aged it and put like a disneyland like logo on it and like shrunken like shrunken knit had signed it and stuff and i just put it up on that thing and that was you know over 10 years ago now um <laughs> and um that thought nothing of it and then came across this thing on ebay where the guy Took it from that Etsy or not Etsy DeviantArt page and glued it to a piece of wood. And I also thought it was funny that it wasn't in the right aspect ratio, so it like <laughs> cut off. It said like what? Disneyland or something. Like he didn't even bother to like shrink it to fit. Wow. It was really silly. I'll have to find. It. I don't know if it's still up there on eBay, but yeah, that I almost bought it. But then it was, like, not full. I'm like, well, whatever. And so, yeah, I ended up with a patch from a guy that uh, <laughs> has some stolen, in air quotes, artwork of mine for sale on eBay. I <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I'm not even sure how to respond to that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's on, like, Etsy. So I don't know. Or not Etsy. I keep saying Etsy. DeviantArt. So I don't know, like, what the, like, fair use, blah, blah, blah stuff. Because you put stuff on there. But, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but I thought it was really weird. I'm like, maybe I could get this guy to, like, send me one for free. And I, like, I sent him a message, and I was like, hey, where did you – how did you come across this artwork on here? And I never got a message back, so. <laughs> oh, he must wow. know that oh, he, you. Oh, he knows that he took it, or at least that he knows that he didn't make it himself. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That blows my mind, but it's hilarious when you're saying that it's stretched out. It's not fitting. This person clearly was just looking for a quick buck. Yeah, I mean, they like, yeah, let's see. Hi, Andrew. Let's see. Where's my messages? Dang. I want to include this. <laughs> That's insane to, to me. I mean, I'm torn, obviously, about how to handle it because, you know, you don't want people stealing your art and using it to profit if you're not getting some kind of cut, right? Yeah. Right. And clearly he knows he's doing something wrong if he never responded to your message about where did you get this artwork. Yeah. I, oh, I, 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 how do people sleep? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's insane <laughs> to me. It, it'll be interesting, you know, if he ever does respond, because I'd love to hear what the response is. And if you send me a message, I might be inclined enough to say, hey, this is really cool. Where did you get the artwork for this? So that he gets yeah. it from another person as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not even fine. It, it must have, like, expired on eBay or something because it's not here anymore. Oh, so, lame. If I ever find – if I find it, I will – I'm going to keep looking. <gasps> I but wonder if it was removed. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, 
yeah. So that was all my fun Disney stuff I got. Oh, I got an Aladdin musical spectacular uh, CD and some cool uh, Mara coins. One from my Secret Santa, and I think that was all the fun Disney stuff. I'm sure there's other stuff, but I got lots of fun stuff. Nice. That's super cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get as much, but it's because most of it I already bought it, which is, (laughs) eh, that's not good. (laughs) But um, I ended up getting a new Fitbit. So Oh, nice. It's going to push me to just move a little bit more, which is awesome. So I'm like, yay, I kind of find my first one. I've never had one. So I'm like, yay. Now it tells me when to move. I'm like, oh gosh, this is annoying. Stand, stand up, shake yeah. around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's times where I'm like, I'm in the restroom. I cannot move. <laughs> I have a I have a coworker that has one, and she's like, she's like, okay, I gotta take my 50 steps, and so she walks up and down the hallway for a little bit. Dude, I think I've talked about this because I remember vlogging about it when it was happening, but five years ago, six years ago, something like that. We did this, like, Biggest Loser competition at work. And before we did the competition, like, I was all into the Fitbit, right? Like, we were Mm -hmm. competing against each other. A bunch of my coworkers had it. And so on our lunch breaks, we're, like, going up and down the stairs trying to get our steps in. And, you know, like, who's going to beat who? And it became (laughs) a thing. You know, like, we have these apps, like, with Virgin Pulse or something like that where you can compete against other coworkers and your department can compete against other departments and everything. So... Something happened where it no longer synced up with Virgin Pulse, and I just kind of said, "All right, well, I don't need this. I mean, I'm I'm doing everything on my own. Like, I'm not getting anything out of competing, so I never use it again. And I still have the Fitbit, mm-hmm. like it just stashed away somewhere. I don't know where it is. So, if you want competition, like to help push you, I might be inclined to go find it." um okay i don't know you'll you might have to convince me enough to really go through the process of searching for it but i mean it's not like it would be bad for me anyway like it's definitely something i need to get back into but yeah conversation for another time but let's talk about it i don't know how many friends you have with fitbits right now but if you're looking for the competition aspect let me know maybe we could do something for the next coming year and see if we could work dang it there i go with ideas <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should like host a biggest loser but not be so intense because you know it's not everyone goes out everyone either works at home and you know something like that what does everybody say i don't know and that is the thing right that when mm-hmm. i was going into the office it was a lot easier for me because during my lunch break or whatever i would just get up and walk around and one right. thing that i have seen happen since i've been working from home is that i don't get up as often as i used to you mm-hmm. know i don't walk as much i don't right. have to walk to the parking structure to get to my car i don't have to walk to go by my lunch anymore and so it's just easier to be lazy and yeah. it's bad, you know? So I know I, that I, I have to do something. <laughs> so I don't know. Let I don't know how many people would be interested in something like that. Plus, I, I, mean, yeah. I guess you have to have the Fitbit as well because it would be the only way to really gauge the competition. Um, is there ways of maneuvering around the Fitbit? Absolutely. I've seen uh, people that I competed with strap it to the leg of their dog and then take their dog <laughs> for a run. 
so they <laughs> they were able to rack up steps really quickly. Um, but you know, I, I don't know who would be so inclined. It's not like we're competing for thousands and thousands of dollars or anything. But nah. My my aunts have them, and they I'll I'll go over to their house or go out to dinner with them, and the thing goes, and they start moving their arm up and down, like swinging it next to them at sitting at the what? table or whatever. Like, nice. gotta get those steps in. Gotta get those steps. And I went with my aunt to see my niece in a in a um she was in a Nutcracker. And the thing goes off and she starts just like doing this in her seat, like moving her arm up and down, like from her knee to her chest, knee to her chest. I'm like, what is going on? And then it clicked like, oh, she's trying to get her steps in. So I like, lean over, over to her in the chair. I'm like, those don't count as steps. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I know, but I have to, I, I've not been had a lot today because they, they go for like 10,000, 20,000 steps, whatever they go for. They go for a lot. Yeah. My three, three of my aunts are all like, they're all linked up in the Fitbit app or whatever. So they're all competing with each other, each other all the time. So it's uh. funny. <laughs> Well, I guess if we can find something that's universal, because like I said, not everybody has a Fitbit, but the majority mm-hmm. of people either have a Samsung device, some Android device that can also take your steps, and or they have an iPhone or an Apple Watch that also does the same thing. So if there is some kind of universal app that will allow us all to sync our steps, and then we can kind of compete with each other, kind of the way that the Virgin Pulse app does it work. I think that's a paid service. I don't think it's like a free thing that we can do. But if we can find something for free and there's enough people that are interested, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. But if you're asking me right now, do I want to do it? I'm going to be like, I don't know. I kind of like sitting. (laughs) Sitting is uh, underrated. Right? (laughs) Right? So I don't know. Convince me. And if you can convince me, then we'll do it. How about that? You heard that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Leave a comment if you want to do it. Join us over on Discord. And if enough people want to do it, then I don't know. Let, what's the number? Like how many? Like 10 people? If we can get 10 people to agree to it, like is that a good number? I was going to say 5 to 10. I think 10. I think okay, 10 is 10. a good number. Because, All right. you know, in at work we have, you know, groups of 15 and obviously, we don't have a huge office of people. So if we could get at least 10 people interested in this, then we'll do it. How about that? Sure. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll do it, too. <laughs> it's for my own good. Yeah, I know. Okay, Eeyore. <laughs> but, Andrew, at the end of it, we can walk straight to the tacos. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I won't be out of breath going from the parking garage to Disneyland, right? Right? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you won't have to worry too much about it because rumor has it that the trams are coming back very soon. They're already coming back at Walt Disney World, and it should only be a short time frame before they reappear at Disneyland. So you have that to look forward to. You know, at least. Yay, sitting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, as far as Christmas stuff for me, uh, I was pretty excited because I got a couple of things that I've been wanting for some time. Disney-related stuff. Uh, I got some Mickey Mouse coasters that you know mm-hmm. I really like from my sister-in-law. My niece got me this really nice Mandalorian oh, mug, but it's like an oversized mug, which yeah. has uh, the child and Din Djarin's helmet on it. I love it. I also got a Funko Pop of Din Djarin with Grogu. He's so tiny. He's 
freaking adorable. <laughs> uh, I did get some other stickers from coworkers as well. Some Disney stickers. I got an SEA patch um, nice. to add to my collection. I got just a couple of SEA stickers. They know that I'm an SEA fan, so I was pretty excited about that. Uh, I got some playing cards. One of them was a Mickey Mouse deck, which apparently is currently lost in the mail. Oh, uh, no. We'll see when that shows up. But one of them was a Mickey Mouse deck. And the biggest thing I would say that I got, uh, my wife got for me, uh, I now own the Nano Gauntlet <laughs> nice. uh, that Iron Man used <laughs> uh, to snap everyone away with the stones. And it makes all sorts of really cool sounds. It stands up on its own. I've been trying to find or figure out how to display it because if you've ever seen one of our live streams, the area that I'm in is not very large. So the area that I currently used to record into stream is is really small. And so I don't have an opportunity to put up a shelf. For now, it's boxed up. You know, I had a chance to take it out of the box and play with it during Christmas. I sent a picture to all of you. I put it up on Discord. You know, so if you're on the Discord server, you had an opportunity to see it there as well. But man, I was so excited. I almost cried when I saw it. It barely fits uh, my hand. So I am able to stick my hand in there, move the fingers. If you grip it, it makes like the like the engage sound (laughs) that it makes like in the film when all the stones engage. And it recognizes when you snap your fingers and you hear a sound that also sounds like an explosion like happened in the film as well. So it's super cool. The more I ate that day, though, because, you know, holiday treats and such. Of uh, course. The less I was able to put it on and take it off later in the day, it just became harder to get my hand in and out of of the gauntlet but... and you don't want it to get stuck because then i'll have to cut it off no <laughs> i would just want... permanently wear it it's just forever <laughs> yeah i would just coffee permanently mug wear it. yeah and a <laughs> yeah. gauntlet yeah there you go i will say that it is <laughs> fairly uncomfortable towards your elbow because mm-hmm. there's oh. no give in the plastic up at the top mm-hmm. like where the gauntlet ends so you can't really bend your arm too much because it does dig into your crelbow is that the inner elbow the crelbow sure yeah okay. I was making sure that's what we're talking about. I don't know. I'm just going along. Yeah, I mean, it's the part that folds. The the oh. inner Early folding part. part of your elbow. Gotcha. <laughs> you know where I learned that? I don't know if that's actually the real term for this, but um, uh-huh. a long time ago in a kingdom far away called NBC, there used to be a show called Blossom. And on oh, Blossom, yeah. Joey, you know, Blossom's brother, uh, talks about his Krellbow. And they ask, you know, well, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's the inner part of my elbow, my crelbow. And I don't know if that's really the scientific term for it or not, but <laughs> I've been using it since I heard about it on Blossom. So there you go. You got a new term to use now. <laughs> Man, my crelbow itches. Anyway. Uh, if there was any cool stuff that you received over the holidays, we'd love for you to share it. Uh, if you posted something on social media, tag us. You know, we could post it and repost it over on our Instagram stories or share it over on Discord. If you're not a member, super easy to join us. Head on over to podcasters.com slash 393. You'll see the invite for Discord there. It only takes a few clicks to join the Discord server. 
And uh, if you're part of the FGP squad, of course, you have access to the private section for the FGP squad on Discord. And if you don't know what the FGP squad is, well, they're a fantastic group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. Their support helps bring these episodes of Podcateers and many other things you know, in our Podcateers universe. Being a part of the FGP Squad family also gets you some additional perks, like additional content, things like the Podcateers After Show, access to our happy hour calls, audio clips, and much more over on Patreon. You also get exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, first access to new products that we release, uh, on top of just random gifts that we send out throughout the year. So if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more info. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, all right, let's move on. I want to talk about all this Marvel stuff that's happening. Um, I, I want to talk Encanto as well, but let's... Maybe we can wait for Larry to talk about that one. And then, sure. you know, because I know he was planning on watching it this week. So uh, I'm hoping he gets a chance to watch it. We could talk about it on the next episode because, man, I I love that film. I've seen it three times already. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love this film on a cocoa level. Okay. Like it is. Wow. Talk about okay. representation. Okay. Okay? okay. It is so good. So. Cool. If you haven't watched it, you know, drop some comments. We can share them in the next episode when we talk about the film. But right now, we're going to talk about Hawkeye, the Doctor Strange trailer, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So this is your warning. If you have not seen warning. any of those, warning. it is time for you to temporarily Ooh. turn off the podcast and come back and listen once you have. Or if you don't care, then stick around, you know, and then hey. listen to what we have to say. And, you know, maybe it'll entice you to go watch them. So. You've been from warned. A warning alarm to a car alarm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're going to have to come up with like a jingle, Andrew, where it's like, you've been warned. <laughs> da -da 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 warned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a like somebody on YouTube made like lyrics to the uh, car alarm sound. I'll have to find that. I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. If not, I'm going to have to make that. I'm going to have to come up. Let's see. It sounds so familiar. I feel like I've I've heard that. Oh, it's a Dane Cook joke. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's where is. I've heard it. Well, okay. we need our own can't, lyrics then. Can't, yeah, can't do that on the podcast. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure something out. But anyway, back okay. to the spoilers. So where do we start? Because I feel like there's... There's a timeline that we kind of have to follow here. They all cross, obviously. So should we start with Spider-Man? Or should we start with Hawkeye? Or should we end start with Spider-Man? With... No, end with Spider-Man. Because I'm sure we have more to talk about Spider-Man. Okay. Even yeah. though Hawkeye was great. But yeah, I think Spider-Man's like the big ticket. Okay. Everybody's got stuff to say about it. Cool. So let's talk about Spider-Man last because obviously it does tie into everything else that's happening. So let's start with Hawkeye because I think Hawkeye okay. can lead into the Doctor Strange trailer and then we can finish up with Spider-Man. So Hawkeye, the series has officially ended. We got a finale with tons of reveals. 
So much good is coming next year. Who wants to go first and share some thoughts on Hawkeye? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the, the Dane Cook Carl <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Anyways. So for me, I want to say that I have a whole new appreciation for Hawkeye. When you think of the Avengers, the first person you usually think of, well, for me, would be Iron Man, then Captain Captain America, excuse me. Then you would, you know, count everybody down, right? I'm not saying that they're on a pedestal or anything, but you think of Hawkeye last. But at the end, you kind of get this sense of this guy could do so much and it shows his vulnerable side too. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, man, this was this was one of those series that you got to learn and see someone and be like, dang, I want that. This is what? Like, I think I'm mind blown still that I've learned so much more about him. And I wish I had seen I had seen this while in the movies, like when we had seen everything else. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad about that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I'm I I'm I, I like the the whole Christmas theme, mm-hmm. you know, the holiday theme around it. I thought that was a you know clever device to to kind of tie everything around. It gives him something to you know he a uh, uh, end goal. I have to spend Christmas with my family. I promise them I'm going to spend Christmas with my family. So you know and you know we've. We all known we've known for a while that that's his whole thing is just like I want to be with my family. I've got kids, I've got a wife. I really not like super into like being a superhero. You know, if they if all these villains would just go away, it'd be great. I could just uh, go home to my cabin in the middle of nowhere and be with my family. Um, so it gives them a good you know point to like okay, I've got to get this done so I can do this and. Uh, spoiler alert and good thing he does they do it yay hooray um so yeah but it was i love the whole series i'm glad they're doing all of these kind of little side quests with the uh with the avenger characters um just gives you a little little more story i mean and this uh this story is not like super consequential yeah to the like main storyline i mean yeah we got um mr uh vinnie d over there coming in uh but other than that it's not like a huge like where did we didn't introduce like in loki we're like okay we're introducing this whole concept and all of this thing that could uh, influence the entire you know universe it's just kind of like an isolated little deal and then he gets to go with his family but i enjoyed the whole series yeah so I, I agree with what both of you said, um, except that I have a slightly different take than what you said, Andrew. You know, you're saying that it's not as consequential as like WandaVision or Loki was, but I see it as very consequential because of what happens in this series with the reveal of the villains and everything that happens and could possibly happen going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because... The MCU has always struggled by not having good villains, right? You had Thanos, who was the big baddie for a long time, but you never had villains that would push these heroes to their limits in ways that guys like 
Kingpin or like in Spider-Man No Way Home, like Doc Ock or the Green Goblin or Electro, right? You just had these whatever characters that didn't do much throughout the MCU. When you talk about somebody like the Mandarin, yeah, he seems like this horrible dude in Iron Man, but if you've seen Shang-Chi, you know that that wasn't the case. You know, you know the story behind the character. And so you wonder, well, you know, who are they going to fight? Yeah, they got this whole arc with Thanos, but what else is coming? And that's what's exciting about everything that's been happening with all these additional stories from WandaVision to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, to Hawkeye and everything else that's coming up as part of, you know, the Marvel Disney Plus series. Obviously, there's been Marvel shows in the past. You know, a lot of them were on Netflix. You had Jessica Jones, you had Luke Cage, you had Daredevil. However, none of those were really considered a part of the MCU. You know, they were done off of Kevin Feige's watch. They had their own producers, their own writers, their own directors. And so there was always speculation on whether or not Disney would ever make them officially a part of the MCU. We're seeing a convergence of all of these properties. However, the multiverse concept allows us to have these existing characters as new characters that have never existed before. So you can bring these familiar characters in without using their Netflix counterparts. Because why would Disney Plus want to promote Netflix? Right. Mm -hmm. If if everything that they're talking about is like Disney Plus, the streaming is the future. This is our content. This is what we're doing from now on. This is the future for us. Why would they want to promote a Netflix property? Right. They want their own version of it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in Hawkeye, we're we've already seen Kingpin and Kingpin is connected to so many other characters. We talked about who would we want to see next in the MCU. Well, the Kingpin, if you if you have seen the Netflix series, is connected to Daredevil, is connected to the Punisher in the comics, is connected to Spider-Man, is connected to, you know, like and we're seeing him connected to Hawkeye. So we've already seen that. They've taken a lot of liberties throughout the MCU in order to bring some other characters in. If you're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, you know that there was a, a character named Mockingbird. Uh, a character that was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but in this universe, Laura Barton is technically Mockingbird. They don't ever directly say it, Mm -mm. but it's implied with the Rolex that Clint gives her that he was after because obviously her cover would be blown if, you know, anybody else got a hold of that Rolex. So I, I see what you're saying, like, Andrew, as far as, like, the multiverse mm-hmm. and everything initially is concerned, yeah, it is inconsequential when it comes to that story arc, but so consequential when it comes to introducing the next phase, the villains, the characters, and the story arcs that it's going to be setting up. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so excited about what's coming just directly from Hawkeye right now. Yeah. Can you go, go into this watch a little bit more? Because we just know about, like... In the series, if you don't know anything about anything else like a big dummy like me, the watcher is like, hey, look, I found this watch. And that's all we really hear about this watch, right? Did I miss any in the series? That's That was it. Like, look, I found this at the auction. 
So one, not a big dummy, especially if you've never watched it before. There's no reason to to feel like that. Right. You just don't know about it. I'm but, just, I'm just, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I know. I do the same thing to myself. But in case anybody else thought it, nobody is like that. You know. Anyway, no one is. Um, so the the Rolex basically contains secrets of Shield, and so mm-hmm. it would also give away the identity. You know who else is involved. Agent 19 is the other alias of Barbara Morse or Mockingbird. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, you're you either going to hear those two names interchangeably, Mockingbird or Agent 19. On the Rolex, when they turn it around, uh, they make... So one thing that happens a lot throughout Hawkeye is that Laura Barton seems to kind of know like how to do all this espionage stuff. Like, why mm-hmm. would... Hawkeye's wife be so involved and be able to speak in other languages and everything and so that's where the speculation of her being Mockingbird first came up oh hold on but that's because she's uh Velma from Scooby-Doo right that's because she's Velma right that <laughs> right. was probably that's one why. of her aliases it's all connected look she was Velma from Scooby-Doo and in Spider-Man Doctor Strange is all like why don't you Scooby-Doo this thing right you know yeah. and and go find <laughs> out what's happening so it's all connected no he says Please, Scooby, do this thing. That's right. He does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, this Rolex is really important because there's obviously secrets of S.H.I.E.L.D. contained within this piece of jewelry. Uh, it has the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. It has her number 19 because that's her agent number. And uh, the fact that it was retrieved from the compound or somewhere directly related to the Avengers, how they had it, I don't know. But it was retrieved, and then it was stolen, and then it was sold on the black market. And Clint was trying to get it back because of the fact that uh, since he's married to Mockingbird, they would be able to locate her, find out who she is, and then attack his kids. And you can mm-hmm. tell throughout the entire series that he's all about protecting his family, about, like you said, going back for Christmas. Yeah. At one point, he's like, they know who you are. They know the kids. And we see that when Kate goes into that apartment and they mm-hmm. see she sees the list, right, along with the watch. Mm-hmm. And that was part of why he was, like, so concerned about getting this thing back because they would be able to f- locate them and, you know, basically dispose of all of them. So retrieving the watch was his way of protecting his family on top of going out and just kicking everybody, yeah. you know, halfway to next Wednesday when the next Podcateers episode launches. So, hey. but that was <laughs> so, so I want to make sure, unless I must have, was the watch introduced earlier than the final episode? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just At the didn't, auction. Yeah. I just didn't track it. Yeah. I was too busy on the Ronin costume and the. In that episode Everything is where else. they yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where they talk about it on the I just must have like so okay yeah okay I'm all caught up now, yeah I think so that's the other thing right like we got a lot of information on Ronan the fact that he revealed himself to Maya was huge yeah you know the fact that now she knows who Ronan is and he straight up said like I'm not the one you need to worry about like this other dude your boss is the one that Yo killed boss. your dad. That's why this becomes an even bigger deal, and it sets up so much more going forward. Because in the comics, Maya is a character named Echo. And Echo bites Kingpin at one point in the comics. If you remember the end of Hawkeye, you don't see what happens, but you hear a gunshot and you hear a big thud. 
right? And you're wondering, mm-hmm. oh, Kingpin be dead, yo. But is he? I mean, this no. dude got hit by a car, <laughs> by an explosion, and he got up and he's like, oh, it's just a scratch, bro. And he just kept watching. <laughs> so is uh-huh. he dead? Probably not. But in the comics, he loses his eyesight. Eventually, that all gets reconstructed and he gets it back. But it's a key point in the comics because that could be what sets up the Echo series on Disney Plus going forward. Yep. See? so Very much that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really exciting because we get uh, an intro to that. Kingpin, again, was uh, one of the key villains in the Daredevil series over on Netflix. And in Spider-Man No Way Home, we get our introduction to Matt Murdock. None other than Daredevil because he is Peter Parker's lawyer. Yep. And so now (laughs) we're seeing that character get brought in. You know, there's several scenes that they shoot over New York, specifically the Hell's Kitchen area, you know, where Daredevil is known to be, you know, the protector of that area. You got your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man also you know, uh, a nemesis of of Kingpin. So could we see Daredevil in the next Spider-Man film? Maybe. Could we see Spider-Man in whatever they do with Daredevil? Possibly. But are we going to see these characters again? Yes, absolutely we are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I started watching Netflix. I mean, Netflix. Jeez, what's wrong with me? Daredevil. As soon as... um. Feige said he's going to be in the MCU. And I was like, okay, I need to start watching this now. I just red flag, red flag. Go watch, go watch. So I feel like if you didn't watch Daredevil, you could have easily missed seeing him when you're watching No Way Home. It's really interesting to see him there, Kingpin over here. And it's like, whoa, they're not in the same series or the same movie. This is cool because we haven't, I don't recall, I could be wrong, but I don't recall anything like that where two people would be debuting on two separate things. I I mean, am I wrong? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? That, like I said earlier, historically, the MCU hasn't really had an opportunity to bring in villains the way that they would have ever wanted to because they didn't have access to the properties. But as they acquire stuff from Fox, they obviously had to find a way to bring those villains finally into the MCU. And because there's so many people that are so familiar, our very first taste of that was how they brought in Quicksilver into WandaVision. Because we didn't get Pietro from the MCU. We got Pietro from the X-Men franchise. And how are they explaining it? It's a multiverse crossover. You're right. right? So You're we've, totally right. Yeah. We've already kind of see that, seen that happen, and now they're just expanding on that. Like, it didn't make sense at the time because Wanda just pulled from somewhere, but from where? We just didn't know from where, and that's why Wanda didn't even recognize him because he was a variant from another universe. So now everything is beginning to make sense with the ending of Spider-Man, with the trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, And we're going to see this a lot more. And Mm -hmm. I heard somebody speculate this, and I didn't think about this, and I love this theory, that in House of M, which is primarily what they base WandaVision on, Wanda says, no more mutants, and eliminates all mutants 
from Earth. But what if they throw us a swerve and she says, bring in the mutants or everyone's a mutant or she's the one that invokes the mutant gene or activates the mutant gene in people. And all of a sudden, mutants begin to make their way into the MCU because Wanda pulls that reverse line. Sweet. So we get to see Hank and Bruce. Right? (laughs) The Adventures of Hank and Bruce. For reals. I, again, the possibilities are endless right now. And so with this with this happening, if you pay attention, there's there's a scene in Hawkeye with the Christmas tree at the end. It's like snowing. And in Spider-Man, there's also a scene where Spider-Man goes by the Christmas tree and it's also snowing. So I'm trying to figure out like I, I want to watch Spider-Man again because I remember the scene, but I don't remember when it happens. And now I feel like I want to watch it and pay attention to what's happening underneath him when he swings by that. Because what if he swung by during the battle where Kate and Hawkeye were fighting the tracksuit mafia? Oh, geez. You know, but we just didn't <laughs> see it because it's before the tree went down or after the tree went down or something like that, right? It could, yeah. Right? Because it did happen during Christmas time. It did happen when it was snowing. What if they happened to cross paths at that point? We just didn't see it happen because our screen wasn't large enough. The magic of Marvel. I'm just saying there's so (laughs) many connections that are going to bring this together that I'm just so excited about going forward. Doctor Strange obviously is involved because he was a big part of Spider-Man No Way Home. We just got a trailer for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is on the tail end of What If. So if you haven't seen What If, it gives you a little bit of context of some of the things that can and possibly will be happening in the Doctor Strange film. If you saw the Doctor Strange episode of What If, a lot of the scenes inside of the trailer look super familiar to what's happening in What If. And originally... I didn't think What If was going to have any consequences in the MCU itself because it was always posed as a what if this was the case. Right. But the what if begins to become more of a reality with the opening of the multiverse. So there's all this speculation that in Doctor Strange we're going to see these characters that were in What If make appearances inside of the next Doctor Strange film. There were some differences, obviously, in the trailer. Uh, For instance, when Wong goes uh, through the portal, he says something like, I don't want anything to do with this or something like that in the trailer. Mm -hmm. But in Mm Spider-Man, he says, um, no, he says in the trailer, he says, don't cast this spell or it's dangerous or something like that. But in Spider-Man, he says, I don't want anything to do with this. Correct. And then he, he goes through the portal. So I know that there was some changes in order to maybe swerve people in a different direction. So they it didn't give away the scene. It didn't give away the plot mm-hmm. or whatever the case was. But man, I, I said it before. I think I mentioned it to both of you last week when we were talking about Spider-Man that I mean, I I was cool with Doctor Strange getting another film. You know, I enjoyed the first one. I liked the character, you know, magic dude and everything. But man, the more that builds up in the multiverse and the more that I'm seeing, I'm so 
damn excited about this film now. It's going to be a ride. Big one-eyed alien man or whatever coming after him. That was in the trailer. Are we just are we jumping to the trailer now? Yeah, sorry. You know, sorry. I, to, I, I, let's do yeah, that. You no, know, that's okay. It's <laughs> fine. It's a natural it's a natural uh natural progression. But yeah, you see like that one-eyed dealio going like, I don't know. That's exactly what it sounded like. It's like Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really good at the the alien guy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, I totally forgot to talk about the end of Hawkeye. Before, I guess before we move on. Okay, Hawkeye. We do... There's an owl in the Christmas tree, and then he falls down, and yeah. Yeah, so the <laughs> owl totally looks like Hedwig. Harry Potter in the MCU confirmed. Yes. It's not going to happen. Settle it down. just looks like Hedwig, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, no, I want to talk about the ending and the end credit scene, if you will, of Hawkeye, because we got a full full song for Rogers the musical we mm-hmm. got the entire show that Clint was watching that day how much more do you like it now that you've seen the whole thing and how much more do you want it at DCA I mean how I, soon can yeah. we see it in DCA <laughs> I wanted it because I listened to the full song the full song was available on Netflix like day one Spotify so or I mean Spotify yeah thank you um on day one so I, I listened to the song a couple times and there's just so many there's the part where, where you know, Hulk goes, smash, smash, yeah. smash. And I giggle every time. It's so silly. And, yeah, they could do so much. And it's 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 weird. Like It's like, okay, this is like the Broadway show, Rogers the Musical. And the costumes are kind of like, you know, more off-Broadway style. Like, Hulk is like in like a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like that. But I think it would be great. I mean... It's it's pulling in that uh, that theater into Avengers Campus, which would make me sad because then it would like mean the uh, uh, no chance ever that Aladdin musical spectacular would ever come back. Not that it would, but it would just end that chance once more that uh, Rogers the musical came in and uh, brought that theater into the fold with Avengers Campus. But I would, I think I would like it more than uh, Frozen. And I think it would be a lot more fun. Facts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Frozen takes itself too seriously. So, yeah. But what if? I mean, because I feel. What if? I mean, look, I I love Aladdin. It's absolutely at the top of my favorites list. But I feel like part of the reason that the Aladdin the musical show was so magical was specifically because of Dylan White. There. Uh. Well, no. There's about. You know, they're about four or five genies on rotation throughout, you know, the day. And they have, you know, Russ and uh, um, Jeff and all these other genies that were also, I know, anyway, there's, those are some of the genie names. Dan, I think, was another one. They're all on rotation uh, doing genie because he, genie doesn't do, there's two genies a day and then they all don't do every day of the week because you mm. got to have them all rotated out. So all of them, very funny. All of them hilarious, all of them great with jokes, and they share, and they you know all come up with new material and stuff like that. So the, all of the genies make it, not just Dylan, even though Dylan was great, very funny, but all of the genies make Aladdin musical spectacular. And the whole cast does, too. I mean, all of the Jafars are also make it, and you know Aladdin and Jasmine, yeah, whatever. But Jafar and uh, Iago and Genie really made that show for me. Okay, so a lot of other yeah. people probably feel the same way, then. That that oh, yeah. specific cast of characters is really what made that show so special. 
right? What if they brought back some of those performers and they just gave them Avenger roles? <laughs> that, would that would be cool. Be, that would be funny. Uh-huh. I think some of the I think some of the the Aladdin cast ended up in Frozen as well, but it's it's a it's an audition thing. You know, you have to audition to be in a show, just like any other show, and da 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 da. But I see where you're getting at, and I think that would be fun. Yeah. Or maybe just Genie is an Avenger. I wouldn't be opposed to. It. <laughs> I mean, he can turn into whatever he wants, so I am. They for just it. makes yeah, just Snooky jokes in the middle of this <laughs> Avengers thing and whatever. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the reason I thought about that was obviously now having an opera. I've seen it twice. You know, I saw the the whole performance twice, and the first mm-hmm. time I saw it, I missed it. But the second time, I noticed that there's this one part where Steve lifts up his shield and he completely covers Hawkeye, which goes back to what you were saying, Mel, that when you think of the Avengers, you don't think of Hawkeye first. You think of Steve and Iron Man and, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone, like literally even on the plaque that they have in the show, Clint is listed last for within all of the Avengers, right? So there's this Mm -hmm. part in the musical where Steve lifts up his shield and he completely (laughs) covers Clint and he like comes around the shield and he's all like, what are you doing? Like he gives him this dirty look like, why are you covering <laughs> me up? And then he keeps dancing and singing. And then, you know, but it kind of made me think of what you were saying. So I yeah. think that's one of those little comedic timing things that would work really well with somebody that played the genie because they can pull that yeah. stuff off. It would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, and and the, um, the lyrics in the song too kind of do clint dirty as well like they're like captain america is super cool and black widow's a knockout and then they're like uh hawkeye is cool like a really (laughs) nice guy (laughs) it's just like he just was like okay he's like whatever he's a dude and he's also here (laughs) um so yeah it's like everybody's like super cool and the hulk can do this and then hawkeye's like a nice guy yeah so anyway Super cool scene at the end of Hawkeye. I'm glad that we got a chance to watch the entire song. Um, but yeah, if we ever got this at California Adventure and we got a more complete show, I think tons mm-hmm. of people would appreciate seeing oh, yeah. like that. And, you know, well, we don't know what future plans are for California Adventure, but if it was changed to that theater, I don't know. Maybe it no longer becomes Hollywood and it becomes New York. You know, and it fits the Avengers campus theme and it fits. I mean, this that we've talked about that before, you know, that we could see more of New York slowly creeping in. And, you know, maybe behind the tower somewhere, you know, maybe behind stage 19, you see Avengers Tower. I don't know. There's tons of things you can do to mask it and make it look like, you know, it's uh, New York. Obviously, certain changes have to happen because you can't have Monstropolis. You know, Mike and Sully to the rescue right smack in the middle of New York if you're going to be putting up Avengers Tower or, you know, this off-Broadway thing. But who knows? Maybe Monstropolis is in New York secretly and we just didn't know it. It's just on the. It's just in the monster world part of yeah, New York. Yeah, it's like. in the multiverse yeah. of the monster world. But it's, exactly. really easy to, it's really easy to to justify the, you know, the theater thing. It's like, shows go on tour all the time, so this is just the – the national tour of Rogers the Musical True. at, you know, Hollywood Land or whatever. Great point. At the Hyperion. Like, it's easy enough to do, and that would be a way to bring it in to uh, DCA without 
bringing the Hyperion into Avengers Campus. Great point. Um, it could still be like Hollywood Land, and it's just Rogers the Musical on tour or whatever wording they want to use for it. You're welcome, Disney. We just set it all up for you. You'll be hearing about this at the end of January. Just announced, California Adventure will now be featuring (laughs) Rogers the Musical. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so jumping between... The Doctor Strange trailer and Spider-Man No Way Home because I think they're they're obviously very tied together. Uh, your thoughts on Spider-Man? Yes, go see it more times than one. Go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, it's worth the long wait. Worth having to dodge all the rumors. Oh, there's just it's just it's just good. Take tissues. yeah uh so again this is going to be very spoiler filled so if you haven't seen it i know that we've talked a a little bit about what happens in there but if you didn't hear the first warning where the car alarm went off and everything and we you know we talked about not proceeding this is your second chance because there's going to be even more stuff spoiled and we're going to talk more about the film so here we go three two one. Oh my God! There was three Spider Man. Oh my God! Oh my God! Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in the movie. Oh my God! Rip the bandaid off. Right there. Okay, look. So one, congratulations goes out to everyone involved in making Spider Man No Way Home because since 2019, oh, yeah. it is the very first film to cross a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. The last film that we saw do that was Avengers Endgame. So the fact that another Marvel film has continued the tradition and has basically broken all sorts of barriers uh, makes it historic, obviously, not just because we're coming out of this crazy, crazy two years in quarantine and all the stuff that we've been dealing with with COVID. You know, this is this is not record breaking for the fact that it's in COVID times. This is historic because... In all time, it has broken this billion-dollar mm-hmm. record at the theaters. And that's super right. cool for Spider-Man to continue that tradition right now. So congratulations Definitely. to everyone involved. Yeah, super hyped for a really long time. There was all the rumors on whether or not we were going to see the three Spider-Mans. Ah, yes! <laughs> you know what? You asked... You asked, I remember in the other episode, you asked Andrew if they clapped. I got to see the movie six days later and there was clapping. Oh, yes. We were, yes, we were excited. Like people were excited. Almost every scene that was just, uh, it's clapping and cheering. It it felt great. Cause I, I honestly thought I wasn't going to hear that. And I'm like, Oh my God, this felt, this felt good. I'm so glad I didn't miss first week. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm so relieved. I mean, you know, it's crazy because obviously there's always going to be the super fans that go watch these films, especially during the first week or two, whenever they can get tickets for it, uh, that, that are just so passionate that, I mean, I remember watching Endgame, and I'm telling you, the feelings that were going through those theaters, not just They were heavy. Yeah. I mean, with several Marvel films where there were these key moments where people just cheered. Mm Mm-hmm. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't just like a clapping or anything. It was like, 
passionate screams and Ew. whistles and everything that you could think of. Portals. Because people, yeah, the people <laughs> were invested in the story and these characters and the outcome. The same thing happened here, right? We talked about, um, our, remember when we talked about, we asked everybody who your favorite Spider-Man was. And uh, we were talking with Larry about Tobey Maguire being his Spider-Man. Well, there's tons of people who always love Tobey Maguire as their Spider-Man. There's people that always love Andrew Garfield as their Spider-Man. And I said, you know, I'm one of the people that puts Tom Holland at the top of the list. And I'll tell you the truth. After watching this film, I feel so much stronger about Tom Holland being Spider-Man just because of the decisions that he made and what they were based on and how it's going to mold the character going forward. So reiterate who your favorite Spider-Man was and has that changed after watching this? No, it hasn't changed for me. It hasn't changed for me. I actually really liked all three, but Tom just brings something different for me. Okay. So it hasn't changed. Yeah. Okay, good. Andrew? Yeah, I think I th- I think I picked Tom Holland on the last one. I I I really had a defection for uh Toby Maguire, but I think I picked Tom Holland, but yeah, it hasn't changed as well. Okay, cool. Um yeah. So there was tons of people that after watching this film started asking for another film with Andrew Garfield. And I think mm-hmm. uh, honestly overall of the three Spider-Man I think Andrew Garfield stole the performances, especially when the three of them were interacting because Mm -hmm. he's like, he has this crazy charm to him that the other two guys don't have that when he plays, I don't want to call it the dumb role, but like the innocent role, like the, like his Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is so much, he feels a little more naive than the other ones, which is strange for me to say because it's one of the things that I really like about Tom Holland's character, that he's such a naive teenager the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason this one solidified the Tom Holland Spider-Man for me is because the other versions of Spider-Man were basically the same story, you know, kind of regurgitated. You got the Uncle Ben storyline, you know, they lose Uncle Ben, they go on, and, you know, with great power comes great responsibility types thing. We don't have Uncle Ben in this one. Mm-mm. It was always Aunt May. But Aunt May uses yeah. that line in this film. Yeah. Yep, right before she kicks the bucket. Yeah, and and that was so powerful <laughs> to hear her say that, mm-hmm. right? Just like Uncle Ben. Like, she says it right before, you know, she died. And it was so powerful because no matter how vengeful Tom Holland's Spider-Man was having may in the back of his head remind him you know that being good is still how you should treat life and how you should proceed almost bit him in the behind when he went up against the green goblin yeah but it was toby spider-man that went and just kind of gave him a look and reminded him like bro this isn't the way right yeah so (laughs) at that moment Tom Holland Spider-Man went from being a protege of Iron Man and being like Iron Man Spider Edition to Spider-Man. Yeah, he became his mm-hmm. own. Yeah. 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 And that's I, I love that so much because now it's so much truer to the original Spider-Man from the comics 
that it only leaves it open for you to have a lot of these other adventures with him especially bringing in guys like kingpin who has been a staple villain for spider-man in the past in this universe which he's familiar with we still don't know if we're ever going to see mysterio again but with the multiverse opening who's to say that one of the villains from these other films won't make their way back again right they are all doctors they are all scientists <laughs> I, I said the same thing I'm like every, every spider-man villain is a scientist yeah. or a doctor yeah. like everyone like except for the sandman who's just like a guy <laughs> um everybody's like oh yeah well i was working at the lab and i fell into a vat of this oh i fell into a thing of this i was working on this and then you know <laughs> turned into a a goblin man or whatever everybody's a scientist that seems to be a very through line of spider-man villains which i thought was funny when they're all in the like dr strange's like basement jail uh, <laughs> um, ta- talking about yeah this is how i got you know fell into a vat of eels or a particle accelerator or whatever yeah yeah and the tree didn't say a dang thing i don't know about that guy. <laughs> Well, he's, you know, he's a descendant of Groot. So we'll, we'll see more of that in the next film. Um, yeah, I mean, this one had some really great moments. Uh, I The scene where they're all working together in the lab and they're all comparing, mm-hmm. like, how they shoot web. Yeah. Like, Toby can do it, you know, from his arm. He doesn't need web shooters. And they're all, like, surprised about it. What? You could do that just with your hand? Like, you, I have to make these things. And they show the cartridges. <laughs> like, oh. Does it come out of only your yes. wrist, or does it like? <laughs> yeah, that is classic. Then, yeah, classic. I love that. Then the same scene where Ned's like, um, uh, Peter. It's like they're all turned around. Yeah. Uh, Spider Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, oh, we're, we're all like, Peter Parker. Spider Man. Like, no, no, we're all we're all Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. For a moment, it just became that meme of all the Spider Mans just looking all at the- each other and being like. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, now that we're talking about Ned, obviously, I mean, how exciting is it that Ned was so quick at learning how to open a portal, which took Doctor Strange like years and years of practice? Right? It, oh, magic runs in his family. He knew. He knew he had magic. And he's like... I. I was told, and this and that, and he keeps practicing. Grandma and said so. Gosh, I loved his. I loved his performance. I thought he was just adorable, but determined and so cool, and like geeking out. Yeah, there was something that I read that somebody was talking about why Ned possibly was able to do that so quickly, and the rationale that they gave behind it. I'm gonna see if I can find it because I want to credit the person that said this. But the rationale that they gave is that in order to be able to do this type of magic, you need to be able to clear your mind. You need to be able to, you know, think about other things that don't distract you. And Stephen Strange is distracted by so many other things. And he's always like in his own head that it took him forever to be able to master certain things, including opening these portals. Ned doesn't have any of that. Like Ned is just like, I need to help my friend. I need to help Peter Parker. And so he was able to concentrate all of his energy on this one thing without being clouded by anything else other than helping his friend. 
I love that theory. I love the fact that they said that because it leaves Ned open to becoming, you know, so much more in future films. Like a bad guy. A bad guy? Like a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, even though he says he's he's not going to murder Peter or whatever, but, you know, you never well, know. I mean, look at Harry. You know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but, so anyway, the, what I was going to say earlier when I said remind me about the portal thing, there was a meme going around where Ned and MJ are standing there. The portal is open and Michael Eisner is walking through the portal. <laughs> and I just oh, thought it no. was one of the funniest things I've <laughs> seen all week. So <laughs> like, Hello? I'm not going to say anything else about that except for the fact that if you get it, you get it. So. Uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man comes through, absolutely lost it. Then we get to the part where Andrew Garfield Spider-Man comes in. Oh, sorry, he comes in first, and then he's like, "Oh, what do you want me to do to prove to you that I'm also Spider-Man?" And he's you oh, know, crawling yeah. on the wall. He's, well, he like grab, he jumps up yeah. first, holds <laughs> yes. up, and he's like, "No, crawl around up there." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like this isn't enough. Just crawl around. And then he, then they go. My grandma says that while you're up there, could you get the cobwebs out of the corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And see, that was the thing, right? Like, he could have said no to all of that. And part of the charm that I think people really like about how Andrew Garfield portrays Spider-Man is that he just went along with it. He's like, oh, oh yeah, sure, no problem. Like, your grandma wants it? Let me, let me go ahead and help out. Yeah. The, the torture and the anguish that are obviously part of Toby and Andrew's Spider-Man are, were, were very with the characters, you know, and the fact that they even acknowledged that they aged, you know, especially when Toby met up with Doc Ock again, he's like, oh, you know, you've aged. It was <laughs> nice for them to acknowledge the fact that time had passed between them. I don't know. Every every scene that happened with Toby and Andrew just made me want to see more of them in the MCU. Yeah, let's just get like eight more of these like buddy Spider-Man movies. Why not? They're just all <laughs> right? three the the Spider-Mans like just hanging out, doing Spider-Man things and jumping between uh timelines. That'd be great. It would be fun cuz they had really fun chemistry. They yeah. did. Yeah. Toby Maguire's an old man. <laughs> I mean, he's not that old, but well, geez, <laughs> some of us are kind of like his age. Thanks. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he's old for Spider-Man, I should say. But okay. yeah, it's been a long time, and it's it. I mean, but it also gives him that that um, that perspective to be able to talk to uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, and say like, Hey, like this is, it took me a long time to get over all this. And it took me, you know, I realized that I was doing all of this for nothing and like nothing was going to fix it. I just had to do this and da, 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 da. So it get, it's good that it gives him that perspective to be able to kind of give, you know, Tom Holland, Spider-Man that information and that, that stuff. So he doesn't do something he's going to regret later, even though he starts yeah. to bash Willem Dafoe's face in <laughs> also <laughs> right? br- bringing up Willem Dafoe can we talk about Willem Dafoe for a little bit because uh I think Willem Dafoe needs a best supporting actor Oscar for his uh, performance God, yes. here so much fun <laughs> he yeah. when he jumps into Green Goblin it is uh insane <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> he did not skip a beat man it's Mm-mm. like you were no. watching 
a film that was made just shortly after the the last one he was in, even though yeah. it's been over a decade. At I l- well, so. like the first Spider-Man came out like two thousand and three. So, oh jeez. <laughs> um, okay, We're so way two ahead. decades almost. Wait, there you go. Yeah, it's almost two decades at this point. Let's see. Yeah. But yeah, it, he just did not skip a beat. I guess Andrew Molina or uh, um, Albert Molina didn't skip a beat Alf- either. Because Alfred Molina. Alfred oh. Molina. Albert. Jesus. Mr. Molina. <laughs> I mean, he jumped into that character as well. And I mean, it was like watching the same character yeah. from the original film. So Yeah. And even I mean, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, too, as Sandman. Like, they're all, you know, it's been... I mean, the last Spider-Man three was in two thousand and seven, and so I mean that's you know fourteen years for the the shortest amount of time, and it yeah it's it's insane that they were just all able to jump in and be like oh yep oh yeah I remember how to do that. I mean, I yeah. I would imagine that they would have they had fun and imagine yeah. to come back and then reprise that role and have fun again. Heck yeah! I mean, having a ball. Yeah, when I mean, they're <laughs> in Happy's apartment and like. Doc Ock, they, they fix Doc Ock, and then um, he's talking to Norman, and he's like, yeah, isn't it going to be great when uh, you get fixed, too? And I was like, he's not saying much. Like, what's Mm-mm. going on here? Like, he was all, like, gung-ho about, yeah, we got to figure this out. I'm tired of this Green Goblin BS. Like, let's let's get this done. And then it's like, hmm, something's up here. And then, whoopie-doo, here comes the Green Goblin, and everybody goes nuts. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> Jamie Foxx gets a hold of his, uh, gets a hold of the thing. I always forgot what it's called. The arc the reactor. Arc, yeah, thank you. <clears throat> the power yeah. of the sun in the palm of your hand. So I, I always wondered, when we saw this in the movie poster, when we saw this in the trailer, I always wondered how he ended up with this technology. Mm-hmm. Very clear in the film, you know, when you see the apartment scene and how he steals it and everything and how he is able to acquire this. And, and it's funny because you wouldn't think that there would be a point where these villains are like, yeah, we're going to let this punk kid that we've never met before help us. And Doc Ock was so receptive to the whole situation that he was like, okay, this is great. Like, I don't feel this taking over my body anymore. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And he's so appreciative. Yeah, like he's so appreciative of the whole situation that he comes back and he pays it forward for Peter later in the film. And and, and I thought that was a really, I don't know, it was a redeeming moment for for Dr. Octavius. You know, not as Doc Ock, but as Dr. Octavius at that point. Yeah, well, and in the original Spider-Man film, right before he dies, he has that change of heart. You know, uh, as he's falling to his death or whatever into the river, I think is what happened. So it's in him, and from from uh, you know what we know, there these guys were plucked from like right there. I mean, they say they're plucked basically right before they were gonna die. Yeah, and brought into this. So he's he's not had that change of heart yet in like from the original Spider-Man film, but it's in him. So that's why you see the um his claw hand dealios they're all red and that's when if you don't know it took me a minute to remember but that's when the claws are in control if the lights are red the claws are in control and uh if the if they're white doc ox docs in in charge and so 
it's a good like metric to like see like okay how what's his mood right now yeah <laughs> like <laughs> are, we, are we robot doc ock or are we nice doc ock they're they're his mood ring they yeah tell us how he's feeling so yeah i mean there's so many great things that came from this film so many great scenes um obviously the heartbreak of losing aunt may ah man that hit so hard you know, because Peter already doesn't have a lot of family. You know, obviously he was starting to consider Tony Stark like an adoptive like father or uncle, you know, to kind of take that father figure role for him. Mm-hmm. And then he lost Tony. And so mm-hmm. really all he had was Aunt May. He had Happy to a certain extent. And then he also had MJ and Ned. But from his actual family... Like, we don't see anybody else other than May. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so for him to lose such a strong connection to to his family, I it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that molds him going forward because he makes some decisions at the end of this that I don't know if I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't see it coming because... I've talked to a couple other people about the film and they're like, what? You didn't see that coming? Like, it was so obvious that was going to happen. I was like, I, I kind of didn't see that coming where he tells them right before their memories get wiped, you know, I'll go find you. You know, I'll tell you the story. I'll mm-hmm. find you. And then he goes to the coffee shop and he chooses not to tell MJ. Like, he chooses not to pursue that anymore in order to protect her. Because, like, he has this, like, split moment. Like, you can see the moment where it happens where he realizes, I don't want to put her through this again. Or mm-hmm. I don't want to put yeah. Ned through this again. And so he decides not to say who he is. He doesn't even tell Happy, you know, in the next scene, like, who he is. Seeing this version of Peter Parker in an upcoming film or in a show or whatever they decide to do with him next, I think for me is going to be interesting because it's going to run some parallels with the other Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how dark is he going to get? Because we've seen a dark version of Spider-Man before, and we saw that it didn't work. And he right? dances so, around in a little coat. and Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they're going to take it in that direction completely, but how dark are we going to see Spider-Man going forward? How much of him is going to be maintained as, you know, this this guy that regardless of what was happening, May still said, you're doing the right thing. You know, you always want to put, you know, your best foot forward sort of situation. Is he going to let himself be geared by that mentality? Or are we going to see a much darker version of this Peter Parker going forward with some of the new villains that are coming in? And, uh, and we haven't even talked about the addition of Venom. No, I mean, no, we have not. That's no. a whole other thing that's possibly going to be coming into the MCU because one, one of the one of the final scenes in the film during the end credits, we see Eddie Brock having some drinks. We see the symbiote trying to make its way out, controlling him, talking to him. But I don't think a lot of other people have also, or if you haven't seen the film. Tom Holland also appears at the end of the the Venom film that's out right now. He makes a cameo in the end credit scene of the Venom film as well. So there's there was obviously already a connection there 
And I think bringing Eddie into this one and putting him in the end credits in, in the end credits sets him up to possibly be the next villain that Peter's going to face on top of facing Kingpin at some point. But, 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 but. Uh oh. When he like fades away into back to his own timeline, there's just a little bit of symbiote goo. Mm-hmm. So that could mean we get a completely different timeline venom. The symbiote goo goes and Very finds true. another guy, you know, to kind of keep the timeline separate or whatever because he's it when he gets transported um like from what i haven't seen venom too but at the end of, in the end credit scene like does he see spider-man through like a portal thing or is he just there in his world he's uh you know what i haven't seen that i just film. know about it too yeah, yeah so it's like, i know about it so i don't yeah. know exactly the circumstances yeah i was just told that mm-hmm. it happens at the end i was discussing this film with a buddy of mine from work and he said well tom holland appears in venom and i said wait what he said yeah he's in an end credit scene and he kind of told me but i don't know exactly what the circumstances yeah. are i'm i'm hoping to know more once i actually watch venom <laughs> Yeah, so I had the same same situation. I was talking with a coworker this afternoon about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you see, at the end, he gets transported to Mexico, and he sees Spider Man. He's like, ah, oh, that guy or whatever." And so it, it just makes me wonder. I like so I'm, I've not seen Venom too, so maybe somebody out in the uh, listenership can let us know and inform us if you know he sees Spider Man just in his world or if it's through a portal because. If so, then if he sees him through a portal, then that makes it seem like Venom is in another timeline from the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And so who knows what that means? But th- that that would make sense, right? If he sees him through a, a Doctor Strange portal or whatever, as opposed to in his own timeline. Well, the fact that a piece of the symbiote was left over, even if we don't see Venom as the next villain or if we don't Mm -hmm. see venom in this universe or some kind of like multiverse situation with spider-man there is also carnage Mm -hmm. so in the comics carnage was uh, a serial killer by the name of cletus cassidy he ended up getting like the symbiote you know the, Mm -hmm. the venom symbiote while he was in prison and because he was so much darker than eddie was he becomes Carnage, this like red version of Venom with this like he he looks, you know, much scarier than Venom. Yeah. Believe it or not. So (laughs) maybe that particular scene wasn't necessarily to bring Eddie into the universe. Maybe it was to set up the fact that, like you said, the symbiote left behind takes over a new host. We see Cletus get the symbiote. And we get Carnage as the next villain. You know what? Maybe they do a, another thing and they bring Topher Grace back <laughs> as Venom. You never know. I doubt that right, will they, happen. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I, I doubt don't think that anybody will happen, who has but... too much affection for Topher Grace's uh, Yeah, Venom. I mean, anyway. so, I mean, look, the possibilities are endless at this point. Uh, I feel like Carnage makes the most sense at this point just because, yeah. like, now that you mention it, I do remember the piece that was left behind. Mm-hmm. So just with that, you're right. He could take over another body and it leaves it completely open for carnage. So mm-hmm. 
with Carnage being the next Spider-Man villain, it does leave you know, other villains like Galactus open for Fantastic Four, Kingpin open for Daredevil, you know, and or for for Echo, you know, which we're mm-hmm. going to be seeing as part of, you know, uh, a Disney Plus show coming up as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so much that's being introduced in Multiverse of Madness going forward that I feel like I need to watch it frame by frame now to see <laughs> yeah. if there's anything else hidden in there because i've seen the trailer a couple of times but i i haven't sat there and gone yeah. frame by frame but if you haven't seen spider-man i think what we're all trying to say is go watch it it's so good yeah, mm-hmm. also aunt may says the, she says the line the line yeah. everybody wants to hear and she says it the right line apparently too i was i was listening to somebody talk about you know i was like what did i miss so i watched the video and they're like Oh, she says the line from the comic that all the move other movies got wrong. They got wrong, yeah. They got it wrong. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. Yeah. So yeah, um, see it a second time. See it a third time. Yeah. So I mean, if you haven't seen any of these and you decided to keep listening when we gave you the car alarm warning that there were spoilers coming. I hope this convinces you to watch it. Uh, if you are trying to be safe about watching it, might I recommend watching it at a drive-in? It was a great experience. You can stay in your car. You can bring food and just kind of watch it. Sadly, uh, we've had this conversation on Discord as well. You may not be able to buy tickets in advance. You just kind of have to drive up and you yeah. buy your ticket. So you may want to show up an hour or so early to make sure that you get a decent enough spot. But I don't know when this film is going to be on Disney Plus. I don't know when it's it going to be available won't. on Blu-ray. What's that? It won't be on Disney Plus. None of the other Spider-Mans are on Disney Plus because they're Sony pictures. I'm so confused with all this Sony stuff. It makes I just assume that it's never going to be on there because they're not on there now. So I think I, it will. I hope I, they are because I yeah. It makes just buy Sony already. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it. That's or a just whole other buy, conversation. Uh, yeah, I I talked about a co with a coworker at work today about this too. I was like, mm, yeah, they just they need Spider Man, but Sony's never going to sell Spider Man because that's their only thing that makes them any money. Mm-hmm. Especially now. Yeah. I was going to say, especially after this, they're not they're not letting him go. Yeah, they've no had way. two back to back blockbuster hits with Spider Man. They had mm-hmm. Into the Spider Verse, and now they have No Way Home. They're working on Spider-Verse 2, and now whatever else comes out that's going to be part of the MCU, you're right. They're never going to let Spider-Man yeah. go now, and if they do, it's going to cost them Pixar or something. Ten you know? billion <laughs> <Practically>. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, sure, we'll give you Spider-Man. Give us Pixar, though. <laughs> did you get the Did you get the uh, Across the Spider-Verse trailer uh, when you saw Spider-Man? No, I saw the trailer okay. after, but I didn't get it as part of the film. Across the Spider-Verse Part one. It's going to be interesting. Oh. Because it's part one. Cool. So, anyway. Splitting it up like Harry Potter or something. I don't know. I love it. Well, talking about that, it was pretty cool to get that little nod to Miles in the film. Oh, I yeah. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. There's <laughs> got to be a Black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah. And we clapped. <laughs> the audience clapped. We're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good um, tribute to him. And. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll also see him in the film. Oh, that would be so cool. And you know what's <laughs> funny? We already have had references to Miles. 
mm-hmm. right? Because when remember remember um oh, who did Donald Glover play? Lando. He was in Homecoming. Aaron Davis. He's the Prowler. Okay, so Donald Glover appears in Spider-Man Homecoming as mm-hmm. Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis is the Prowler. You've seen him in Into the Spider-Verse. Miles is super influenced by his uncle because, you know, he always clashed with his dad and stuff until he finds out that he's the Prowler and the Prowler's trying to kill Spider-Man. So in Homecoming, you know, there's a scene in the in the parking structure or something where they're, like, in the trunk of the car, and he's all like, oh, yeah, you know, I got this nephew who's, like, blah, 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 and he's talking about this nephew. He's talking about Miles, which means that in this universe, there's already been a reference to Miles Morales. Ah. Mm-hmm. How soon will it be that we see him? I mean, who knows? If Tom Holland, remember there was all that speculation about Tom Holland taking some time off and that he wasn't going to be Spider-Man and we didn't know if it was a swerve. And then like the next day they were like, ha ha, Hazen, we got you on this one. (laughs) And he's like, Tom Holland signs on to continue being Spider-Man. But with the multiverse and everything, the Spider-Verse as it is, you know, in, in the animated series we could see Spider-Gwen. We could see Miles. We could see so many, like, Spider-Ham could make yeah. Spider-Ham in the next one. <laughs> John Mulaney's Spider-Man. We need a and funny Spider-Man. My favorite Spider-Man in canon, Spider-Ham. <laughs> All right. I think that's a great place to end it. So, But wait it- a minute. But wait a minute. Who are those two guys shoveling snow at Doctor Strange's house? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a whole other conversation that I think we'll continue going forward with. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this episode will be longer than the movie if we keep dissecting it. Yeah, I mean, we're (laughs) almost two hours in, and there's so much more that I feel like we want to say about it, but I feel like I want to watch it again before I talk more about it because there's going to be so many more connections to Doctor Strange coming up. And we're going to be finding out about Doctor Strange so much more in the coming months before the film is released. There's a bunch of reshoots that are happening for that film that I'm excited about because it does give us the opportunity to include other characters the same way that Spider-Man and Hawkeye have included other characters from Marvel franchises that weren't necessarily canon yet. And, you know, if the speculation is true that we're going to see characters from What If make their debut in the multiverse film, that's just super exciting, man. Because it just, I'm telling you, it just opens up the possibilities so much more. Yeah. Mirror Realm. I don't know. I'm trying to remember other stuff from that movie. <laughs> Doctor Strange gets stuck there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm getting a little punch drunk over here, so. <laughs> All right. I think that's a great place to end it. So if you have any thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, I know that we were very spoilerific in this episode, but I guess to be respectful to anybody that has not seen the film, uh, leave how you felt about certain things or how you felt about the film overall. Try not to be spoilery or join us over on Discord and – you know, we can continue the conversation there. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that want to share their thoughts on the film because I think a lot of people feel the same way that we did. And uh, we're always 
open to hearing theories and, you know, we'd love to share some of your thoughts in an upcoming episode as well. So that's going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts on Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, weird Christmas gifts that we got? Anything? Uh, bring it on Discord where you talk about it. On Discord, there's a way you can uh, hide your comment so people have to click on it. I don't know how to do it, but I know there's a way you can do it on Discord. So if you want to say something about Spider-Man, uh, just put your comment so people have to click on it. That way, if you can figure out how to do it, that's a thing you can do. I've seen it before. So that'll be a good way to hide your uh, your opinions so people don't get spoiled. Or put a big spoiler thing beforehand. That way people don't. That's actually all, uh, part of it. In order to hide what you're going to say, you add a forward slash and the word spoiler, and uh, it will hide your comment. Do that. Forward you're slash welcome. spoiler. It'll <laughs> help everybody. So, yeah, if, if you want it to hide your comment, add forward slash spoiler and then whatever you're going to type, and it will hide your comment. And if you want to test it, make sure that you add it, you know, add another comment before you do that so that it doesn't accidentally pop up for other people. Uh, if enough people are commenting about it, maybe we'll even start a temporary Spider-Man channel. Or oh, a film channel where we can discuss it and people can choose to go into that one so that they're not in the general channel and it doesn't spoil it for others. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe we just need like a, yeah. a, a film discussion channel on yeah. the Discord server for, for us to do, just talk about movies. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, and there's a new Quizneyland this week. Oh, and there's a new episode of Quizneyland. So make sure that uh, you check that out. Uh, any previews, Andrew, for this episode? I believe this is a music episode. Every oh, every th yes. music themed episode, our first themed episode, all music themed. So that'll be fun. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna make this even longer. I posted it on Discord, I think, but Spotify now lets you rate podcasts. So you know, Hazen doesn't like asking for them, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Go <laughs> ahead and jump on to Spotify if you listen on <laughs> Spotify and give Podcasters a uh, five stars if you think we deserve it. Um, that would be so great. Uh, and you know, I have all Quizneyland's also in the feed, so it, it, it makes me feel good too. Um, but, uh, that would be so great if anybody on that listens on Spotify could give us a, a five star rating. Wouldn't that be good? We can get some more listeners if they discover us on there. I don't know. Fun. It would, it would push us up in the rankings. So the more people that give us a five star, the more we'll be pushed up, the more people will listen. And that is always great. So and we appreciate it so much. We appreciate all of you listeners. Of course we do. So mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Great again. place to end. <laughs> That's it. Until next week, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Oh, and Happy New Year, everybody. Yay, hooray. Yeah, Happy New Year. All the things that we forgot. And I don't know the words. Anyway, sorry, we'll keep <laughs> talking about Spider-Man and the multiverse <laughs> to come. The end. <laughs> <laughs>